What do you want? What are you doing? It's not real. No shit. Well, it was real, but you see, I got sick and all the hair fell out, so I had to wear this fucking thing. How'd you get sick? I loved a woman who wasn't clean. Mrs. Santa? No, it was her sister. You are really Santa, right? No, I'm an accountant. I wear this fucking thing as a fashion statement, all right? Okay. Oh, yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. Because it's a very good podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful podcast. It's a miraculous podcast. It's like the best podcast in the whole wide, wide, wide world. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. It's the holiday show um, this year. Holiday show 2016 annual tradition and uh apparently uh uh harrison is is not on the show this week because he's like missing in action once again uh supposedly he's with his family in rhode island but he hasn't responded via text or email so who knows might be another stabbing not quite sure i was trying to get wackerly to co-host uh the show but uh he refused to do it said he didn't have it in him this year to do it but he'd, he would do a cameo. I think he's too busy, well, with the wife and um, I don't know. He's got a dog now, so he's kind of got a family. But I, I think he's too busy because of SantaCon or something. So instead, I have a, uh, my go-to, my, go, my go-team. I don't know, back in, uh, back in the days of uh, when I played high school football, it's like the people that weren't first or second string, they were the go-team. <laughs> uh, so my go-team here is John Steele. And uh, he's going to be co-hosting the show with me today. So uh, let's give him a call. Steel. Hey. 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 It's my goatee. My go team is that? Hey, I heard part of your uh, your intro there, and I heard you mention the go team. And the go team, I remember when I played football too. Fortunately, I was good enough to start both ways, so I wasn't part of the go team because I'm fantastic athletically. But uh, I know when what you're referring to because you and I went to the same high school, yeah. so I had the same coaches as you do, did a few years before you got to high school. And I know what the go team was, but the go team. The term go team was used to try to boost up the self-esteem of the losers on the team who never got to see the playing field. Well, and the retarded kids that were on the team because everyone could play football and you're not, you know, obviously you're not going to start everybody. So there are a lot of kids with like learning disabilities or, or just oh, full yeah. on retarded kids. And so they would be on the go team. You know, the go team. Exactly. And, and they use that great phraseology. Oh, you're on the go team to make it sound like they're, <laughs> like you're they're, doing uh, something. <laughs> yeah. Like they're doing something. They're ready at all times. They're very important to the structure and the success of the team. When in fact, basically all they're doing is carrying out water during the timeouts and halftime to, for the actual athletes that are playing in the game. I remember, uh, I think it was, was Coach Harvey. It was Harvey, right, Mr. Harvey? Yes, Ed Harvey. Ed Har- the, is he still alive? Uh, he's got to be dead. Team. Is he dead? No, he's still alive, Shut I the believe. Fuck up. That guy's got to be in his 90s. 
Well, I mean, half the teachers, I think, and coaches that were there when we were in school are probably well up there in years by now. But, yeah, I think he's still alive. Because <laughs> Gordy's still alive, and Gordy, of course, oh, Gordy, our yeah, resident yeah. Uh, pedophile, he's yeah. still alive, and Gordy's way older than fucking Harvey was, and Gordy's got to be pushing 85 or 90. Didn't Gordy teach you some ball handling skills? He was very good at handling balls. There's no question about that. <laughs> Yeah, and he was, I'm sure he taught many students how to do it. I, however, and this has probably been discussed on from the Villa here at some point. I, however, was left out of his ball handling uh, seminars because he never once approached me for any type of sexual abuse or any type of sexual fondling or groping or anything, which I'm still, as you can tell, a little bitter about hey, because I had one fantastic looking backside. I wonder. I wonder why. I wonder why he like chose to go to another kid rather than rather because you're. I mean, a stalwart kind of stout. You know, uh, you're physically fit kid. I mean, you played sports and things like that. You'd think Gordy would have been like, oh, that that's that's a kid I want to like diddle. But instead, he just moved. You know, right past you went to uh, what, what was his name, Mike West. I don't remember the names of the kids. I, in fact, I don't know if I ever knew any of the na- I, I, names of the actual kids he molested. Like, nobody I knew, because I, I know by now I, they would have told me. They would have said, yeah, Gordy fucking grabbed my crank. But, he, like, nobody I personally knew got touched by him, which I start to wonder, were my friends, were all of us so fucking ugly and hideous? That he didn't want anything to do with us? I could understand maybe not touching Mike Martin. I mean, God, those teeth. I, I'm sure well, Gordy I mean, was repulsed. he's not exactly... Uh, well, as long as he doesn't smile, you might you might approach him if you were a pedophile. But the thing I'm thinking, like, I wasn't that, like, because he went after more of the younger kids. I wasn't really in shape till probably high school. When I was younger, I was kind of gangly and, and very awkward, very yeah, socially yeah. inept. And, yeah. and not only that, but I had a John Denver haircut and John Denver glass. I looked a lot like fucking John Denver is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and I'm not so sure that's a real attractive look at any stage of life. So I think maybe I was bypassed in my elementary and junior high years by Gordy because of my John Denver-esque like appearance is what I'm thinking. Hmm. I wonder if that's, I wonder if he had a certain like preference for kids. Like there are certain hairstyles, certain look. Uh, Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know what I don't know what his his kink was or his fetish was, but I have to assume it wasn't John Denver because otherwise <laughs> he would have had he would have used my backside as a fucking pedophile's playground. You know, I had uh, I had Mr. Ashworth, which is so Mr. Oh. So Gord, I was a little too young for Gordy because Gordy was high school and he had already been uh-huh. uh, he had already been busted by the time I got into high school. But Ashworth oh, was that. in full effect. At uh, Kramer Junior High at the time. And I remember Ashworth uh, would come over and just kind of give you like a little shoulder massage. And uh, yeah, all the kids, he'd give little shoulder massages too. And I, yeah, I, think I remember what, thinking it was kind of creepy. Yeah, I think that's what the uh, SVU units now refer to as grooming. Grooming. Is when they give you yeah. the shoulder massage, is grooming the youth for future endeavors. Uh, sexually, when they can maybe you know gain their trust by giving them a little massage, which feels good. Let's face it, a shoulder massage feels fantastic, no matter who's giving it. It feels wonderful. So they start with a little shoulder massage, and then the next thing leads to a tap on the knee, and then the next thing you know, he's up near your upper thigh. It's a whole process. But if I recall, 
I don't know all the, I'd have to go into the court files to, to really get all the details, but Gordy was more of a fondler. Maybe, maybe, maybe had kids blow them and things of that nature. But I think Mark Ashworth, the guy you're referring to, who mm-hmm. looked very creepy, by the way, he was, did, I believe yeah. he was a ginger. He was a red ginger, bearded ginger, red bearded ginger, which is really creepy. Really, especially in the once you the gingers are especially creepy when they still have red hair in their thirties and forties. Yeah. And he was about probably in his late thirties or so at the time. Yeah, I would say probably and, late thirties, early forties when he was yeah, full on deadly. He was, yeah, he was full on penetration. Like I think he yeah. went pure Jerry Sandusky's, like from behind, like in buttocks and stuff. Yeah, no, he yeah he was full on fucking kids. And the thing is, like that that was the funny thing about this guy because he also was like a scoutmaster, which is so stereotypical. Oh, yes. I think he uh, yeah. he led a weeblo troop. <laughs> but uh, yes. <laughs> a, Cub, a Cub Scout brigade, and uh, he like had Cub Scouts come to his house, and he would do like group <laughs> masturbation sessions, and a couple couple Scouts would stay after, and he would, like, yeah, full-on sodomize these kids. One of these kids, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, I forget what his name is, but he was in my sister's grade. But his older sister was, I think, in your grade. She died of cancer. And so this kid... Okay, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, this kid uh, was, like, particularly vulnerable because, you know, obviously he's depressed, his sister died and all that. And uh, Ashworth just, like, went to town. He's, like, you know, zeroed in on this kid. And the next thing you know, he's, like, buggering him and all that. Well, this kid ended up suing the Cub Scouts because of all this. And he got, like, a million dollars or two million dollars and uh, just dropped out of high school and was like, fuck it. And then uh, you'd see him around town, like, wearing a fur coat. And uh, he would just rent out a bus and drive every drive all his friends to Cedar Point. I forget his name. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's like, and I was thinking about that. I was like, is it worth $2 million to get fucked in the ass a couple times by a creepy-ass ginger, you know? Yes. The answer <laughs> is uh, yes. I would love to have $2 million. See, again, I don't really miss out on the romance and the the foreplay of the molestation from a uh, uh, an adult who's taking advantage of his uh, position of authority. I don't really miss out on that. And, and, and so it hurts my self-esteem a little bit from that angle that all these other kids have something that I don't, what, what do they have that's so special that I don't, I'm a, you know, I needed that kind of confirmation that I was, you know, on equal footing, at least with other, other children. It made me feel kind of like a little isolated that, okay, he fucking, obviously I'm not attractive enough for Gordy or Mark C. Ashworth, but now on top of it, not only do I miss out on that, but I miss out on a huge cash reward from the fucking boy scouts because this didn't happen to me. So, you know, there's, it's a double-edged sword. I think we both, I don't know about you. I can only speak for me, but I'm assuming you didn't get touched or groped by no. either one of them either. I, I, I never so, did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd be much better off now with that $2 million and, you know, just the memory of a ginger fucking me from behind than where I am now. I mean, looking back on it, I'd be in a much better place probably now with the $2 million in my pocket. So wait, were you in a Weeblo troop? Were you a Weeblo? <laughs> no, I, unfortunately, I was never. When I was, I think Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts were kind of popular like in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. I I don't remember anybody I hung out with that was in Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts or Weeblos or Girl Scouts or any of that shit. I'm assuming it's still around because I still see 
once in a while, if I'm at the mall or something going shopping, I still see, sometimes I see parents dragging around kids that have little yellow handkerchiefs on or kerchiefs or whatever they call them for, which was very prevalent amongst the boy scout or cub scout people back then that was part of their uniform or whatever. So I'm assuming it's still around, but I don't think it's nearly like it was maybe 50 yeah, or 60 back, years ago. Yeah. Back in the fifties, you know, I, uh, funny story. I remember uh, when I was, when I was a youngin growing up in Southern Africa, because I'm African. But when I was growing up in South Africa, I, I really wanted to be a Cub Scout. And uh, my mom took me to the Cub Scouts. And they said no Jews are allowed. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. They lumped you right in with the gays and the fags. Because I think just recently, they're now allowing gays to be part of the Boy Scouts. Because I think gay, although most of the troop leaders were fags, yeah. at least like pedophiles <laughs> that preyed on young boys. Like they weren't, it's kind of like the Catholic Church, you know, they're against homosexuality, but the priests are banging young boys or mouth-fucking kids. But like <laughs> the same held true with the Boy Scouts. So you were right in line with the gays. They didn't yeah. want the Jews or the gays. And I'm assuming they didn't allow too many blacks no, in the fucking no. yeah, Weeblo were... troop, especially in South Africa with apartheid. But... In South Africa, there are no blacks allowed. Actually, there, there was no, no one other than white people were allowed to be uh, white Christians. We're allowed to be Cub Scouts. But I remember, like, I, I really wanted to do it, and my mom took me over there, and they're just like, sorry, we, we don't allow people of your faith in this. And my mom was just like, we're going. And we just laughed. <laughs> you know who fuck. else is only white Christians? The Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. <laughs> Which I heard <laughs> memberships up in the Klan right now. So uh, Well, it should be. It's yeah. fantastic. I, I'm, I'm, I can live side by side with complete racists. I have no problem with that. <laughs> I, I believe that, you know, you can be racist, and I can still be friends with a racist. I don't give a shit. But the... Uh, but I didn't even know because I thought it was Boy Scouts of America. So how did did they have Boy Scouts of South yeah. Africa? Is that what it was There's called? A, there? there was like a Boy Scouts uh, troop or whatever it was in South Africa, too. Really? I, I, yeah, it was like a chapter or whatever they had over there. I had no idea. I thought it was simply, strictly an American institution. Now, did they have Girl Scouts? Or, did you guys get Girl Scout cookies over there from the Girl Scouts or no? Well, I was allowed to join the Girl Scout troop. It just I wasn't allowed to be in the Boy Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the girls now, I, I think nowadays, too, they are allowing men to join the Girl Scouts over here now with the old the uh, transgender movement that we've had over the last couple of years. So I'm sure you could probably, if you still wanted to, although now they'll probably discriminate against you because of your age. You're probably too old. To be in the Girl Scouts, which is such bullshit. Like you know, I'm I'm only 42. It's like uh, you right. think that I'd be allowed to, uh, I'd be allowed to be a Scout Master or a Scout Troop Leader or something. Sell some cookies. I, I wouldn't see any problem with that. I don't think there would be anything inappropriate about a 42 year old man <laughs> hanging out with 13 year old women, girls that are just in sixth grade or seventh grade or. Is it a little weird, though, that a kid in high school would be still like a scoutmaster? Not even a scoutmaster, but like there are kids in high school that were still Boy Scouts, like up into like, you know, like sophomore, junior high school. Yeah. I, Eagle like Scouts. I said, Eagle was, Scouts. That's what it is. Yeah, Eagle Scouts. I remember, like I said, it was pretty much a dying thing when I was in high Like there was only of, of all the kids we had in our grade, I only remember there was one kid that was an Eagle Scout. They were those creepy tan, like military looking outfits the tan colored one yeah, oh, they look yeah. more like a forest ranger <laughs> uh, and they used to the one kid that the only kid that i remember vividly in the top of my head that did this was in our grade i can't remember his name um and 
he used to wear that, like he'd wear that uniform to school once a week or whatever with all his little ribbons and his awards and stuff on his chest and his medals. I don't know what they get medals for. I don't know if that means you're better at giving hand jobs than the other kids in the group, but they got medals and all these like brass and shit that they would put on the chest, just like if they were in the military. It was the creepiest it, fucking thing on the planet. Basically a target for a pedophile. Like I'm sure Bogalki was like, I'm going to fuck that kid. Like that well, kid yeah, with all I these mean, Eagle Scout badges. I'm going to fuck that kid. Yeah, you're, you're basically advertising it, not to mention the fact that, I mean, most of the kids that, that got into that type of thing, the, the few that were still doing it at that point, were usually like the geeks or the like super nerds or maybe even the gays. I don't know what, who was going into that uh, group. And so, you know, they weren't playing sports. They weren't on the football team, let's put it that way. And so not only that, but I think you're, you're not only a target for the pedophiles, but you're basically telling people that you are at school with your badges and your uniform and you're looking for the nearest buddy bench because you need a friend. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. You know who probably yeah. was a scout? I bet you Wackerly was a scout. Doesn't he seem, he seems like, actually Wackerly, <laughs> speaking of creepy gingers, Wackerly kind of has like a red ginger beard still. Like he kind of looks a okay. little bit like Ashworth. Well, you, now that you may, like if you were to say to me, I mean, we just had this conversation. And if you were to say to me like, hey, you know, still, by the way, Wackerly was once, you know, he's a Weedlow or an Eagle Scout or something. Like, yeah, he like, in fact, he reminds me of the kid that I knew that was an eight, like he's, he's of that ilk. Like, yeah, I can yeah. certainly see that he was part of the, the boy scouts growing up. Like that one, that wouldn't like throw me off at all. Like I go, Oh yeah, that seems about right. I bet you, you know, I'm going to, cause we're going to give him a call in a second here, but I'm willing to uh, wager that Wackerly probably was a boy scout up until about sophomore year of high school. That's right, what is I'm this thinking. an over under? Yeah, why, why not? Oh, so <laughs> you're saying you sophomore in high school. I'm saying eighth grade. You say it's up to eighth Okay, I'm saying sophomore yeah. year. So if it's anything beyond eighth grade, and then uh, I win this wager. But anything below yeah, sophomore yeah. year, you win. Right, right. Yeah, so, I, okay. I, I, and I, I, yeah I, think, I think maybe Wackerly got too deep into... By, by the time he hit ninth grade, my guess is Wackerly was too deep into Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> to have time... <laughs> to go to the Weeblow meetings. So my, I'm guessing eighth grade is when he ended it because by that point he was already in the filth, fifth realm of his, yeah, whatever his the fuck they do in d, &D. Whatever. You know, I bet you yeah. Wackerly, though, went from Cub Scouts. He was probably a Weeblow. He probably was a Weeblow. Well, you have to start. I don't know the whole structure, the hierarchy, but I think you started out as a Weeblow, right? Like that's the, yeah, that's the lowest form of the, oh, wait, the Scouts Weeblow's is the Weeblow, oh. and then you... Oh, I didn't know that. So wait, I thought it was Cub Scout, then Weeblow, and then Eagle Scout. No, I think it's Weeblow, then Cub Scout, then Boy Scout, then Eagle Scout, I think. But I'm, you know, I don't know the whole structure of the organization, but that's my guess. Now, I don't know if they have like a special ed scout program. Like if you're too retarded, like it's like grades, like you might not move up to the next one when you're supposed to. So hmm. I don't know if you can, like, if you're like really retarded and you're not knowing how, like say you can't learn how to tie all the knots and shit, or you can't make that little <laughs> wooden race car properly. Like you're supposed to do at certain stages. Like if you can't tie a certain knot, I don't know if they hold you back like they would in school. If you didn't pass, you know, get to a certain level of yeah. achievement. I wonder what so like I don't the tarp scouts still are be called. A wee blow. Like you might still have a wee blow in ninth or tenth grade if they're like a retarded <laughs> wee blow that can't keep up with the rest of the class. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, okay, so you never actually get to Cub Scout. You're just like a special weeblo. That's probably yeah, what it is, yeah. Like being held back in school. Now, the overachievers move on, you know, and they, they might, like an overachiever might get to Cub or or Boy Scout or Eagle Scout quicker than they're supposed to because they're so well, smart. And they're Wackley so good at was a smart not. kid. I mean, Wackley was a smart guy. So I bet you Wackley probably was like, must have been Cub or Eagle probably by eighth grade. Yeah, he might have been an eagle by eighth grade before he lost interest for Dungeons and Dragons in the ninth grade. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's, that's, well, my, um, that's what I'm saying. I'm going eighth grade. Okay. You're going tenth. Grade. I'm going tenth grade. We're going. Eighth. We'll we'll see when we give him a call. Uh, okay. So it's the holiday show here, 2016. Uh, Steel. It's it's Christmas Eve, basically. Uh, do you have any big Christmas plans? What do, what do you do for Christmas Eve? Uh, well, my Christmas Eve plan this year is uh, usually I get drunk Christmas Eve by myself in the dorm room or what I like to refer to as Failure's Corner Lounge in Hate Mongers <laughs> Comedy Club. Uh, I usually get drunk Failure by myself corner. there. I'll perform a set for nobody because I have a microphone there. So I'll do a, a stand-up set in uh, in basically the audience's the bottles of booze I have on the bar. <laughs> And I'll get passed out, but then before I pass out, I'm this to, this year I'm going to uh, pick a selection of black exploitation movies to watch uh, before I pass out. I have uh, a selection of Richard Roundtree movies, nice. Fred Williamson, James Brown, James Kelly. You know, a lot of yeah. big black beefcake from the seventies. I'm going to be watching. Maybe I might even throw in Isaac Hayes' Truck Turner, which is a great fucking movie. That's uh, a damn so, yeah, film. It's going to be. It's going to be booze and black exploitation, is what I, I'm calling this year's Christmas Eve celebration. May I make, make a recommendation? Uh, Jim Kelly in Black Belt Jones. I love Black Which Belt is, Jones. That's on. That's one of the ones that I have on my possible list of selections. You got to remember, I might pass out before I get through all of it. Like I might only make it through a movie and a half or two movies before I pass out. You know, but, uh, uh, are you actually watching VHS tapes? I, I I picture you with like an old VHS your VCR still putting in the VHS tape, or do you actually have DVDs? I have DVDs, oh. but like I have <laughs> like I have all the Shaft, like Shaft, and then Shaft Big Score and Shaft in Africa, which uh, is like one of the shottest, funniest black exploitation movies ever made, uh, where he goes over to fight the slavery trade in Africa. Oh, yeah, Shaft was pretty good, but uh, it's great. Which, by the way, I'm still disappointed they never made Shaft four. Which do you know what the name of the mo- the book, the Shaft book that they never made into a movie, which would be a fantastic movie? Do you know what the title of that book is? Shaft Four. Yeah, like if they were to make a fourth Shaft movie, like do you know what what the name of the book that they would the Shaft movie they would make? Do you know the name of what it would be? No. Well, what would it be? It's called Shaft Amongst the Jews. <laughs> I'm not lying about this. Google Shut it. That, up. That Shaft Amongst no, the I'm Jews. I'm serious. There's a book written by the guy who created Shaft. The book he he read, wrote a book called Shaft Amongst the Jews, which pisses me off that they never made that into a Shaft movie. They made all the others into Shaft movies. Well, what's weird about that to me is Shaft wasn't a Jew, but Sammy Davis Jr. was a Jew. So why wouldn't Sammy Davis Jr. play that role? Well. They, now Sammy's dead, so they'd well, have to yeah, get somebody. Yeah. Is there any other black Jew on the planet? No, I think Sammy Davis Jr. was the only black Jew. I uh, can't I, believe there's not one more black Jew out there somewhere. Oh, no, Lenny Kravitz. Isn't he a black Jew? Oh, wait a second. You know, I think uh, Lenny Kravitz might be a Jew. His mother was Jewish, I think wasn't he? 
Yeah, I think he's a black Jew. You know, uh, technically, you have to come out of a Jewish vagina to be a Jew. I mean, you can convert oh, and all that, but okay. that's not, it's, you're not a real full-blooded Jew unless you come out of a Jewish vagina. See, and I, I did not know that. I didn't know there were so many rules amongst the Jews. Like, yeah. you gotta, oh, you got to, yeah. they're so fucking hidey toddy. Oh, you got to come out of a Jewish it's, pussy. It's an exclusive club, us Jews. That's but yeah, very, you got to come out of a Jewish I'm not vagina. Sure I like that. <laughs> well, uh, you know, people discriminate against us. Obviously, I'm not allowed yeah. to be a Cub Scout. Um, yeah, well, but, yeah, well, I guess, yeah, I guess you're, you're both, a little eye for an eye from both of you. They want you in the Cub Scouts. They won't fucking consider you a Jew unless you come out of a heap's pussy. No Jews allowed in this club. A lot of identity politics being played in this whole thing. Yeah, that's that's quite true. So uh, so wait, so so tonight you're doing uh, the black exploitation. Then what? Tomorrow is uh, is uh, lunch or dinner with the family. I think we usually for the last ten years or so, I usually go over to my brother's. I believe like for for a late afternoon dinner brunch type thing, and we exchange gifts. <laughs> the family <laughs> gift exchange or whatever you want to call it. It's not really an exchange because, I mean, it's you just buy them gifts. You give these gifts to these people and those gifts to those people. So exchange, I think, is you buy one gift and, like, you exchange like an office, like something you would do in a fucking uh, office setting with cubicles and shit. This is just, uh, we bring my gift, take my gifts over there and my parents and my brother and his kids and all that shit, yeah. Do, uh, have they completely lost hope that you'll you know, bring a wife over or a girlfriend. Do they, have they stopped asking you about that? Oh, years ago. I, I'm going to say probably a decade. I think by now they just think I'm sucking dicks. They got it. I mean, I think they, you know, I think now they've just figured it. Oh, he, he must be a, one of those fags. So, uh, cause yeah, I don't even bring girlfriends. Like I don't ever, I haven't had a girlfriend, like a, like a girlfriend that you like hang out with. And yeah. Go that you've fucking, introduced to your family like that, like a yeah, real no, girlfriend. Oh, yeah, I haven't had a girlfriend that I've introduced to my family probably since the late nineties, like ninety nine. <laughs> no, I, they, they I, I'm not lying. Think... Like I haven't like introduced a girl to the family <laughs> since ninety nine. I've had a couple girlfriends sort of since then, but they're not even. I don't even consider them that because, like, they weren't. I guess they weren't. We didn't date long enough to really be boyfriend girlfriend. Like I'm talking like maybe the longest relationship I've been in in the last seventeen or eighteen years is maybe two and a half or three months. <laughs> and it wasn't what, what, like, wait, what about the mother of your black child? That was mid nineties, uh, which by the way, happy birthday to my black baby. <laughs> uh, he was born as we all know during this time of the year, which uh, really makes him really the miracle baby um, of, you know, if you're talking Christmas time, we know that, you know, that we know Jesus, but few people know that my black baby was much more of a miracle uh, coming from two white, uh, white, all exclusively white couple. It was a miracle uh, birth. Yeah. Yes. It was beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. <laughs> but no, that, that black baby was mid nineties. So, okay, so um, that... black baby would now be 95, what about 20? Well, probably, probably legally, probably this month, my black baby is of legal drinking age is my estimation wow. on, I want, yeah. I want to say it was 95. <laughs> So, so that was the last time you've you've actually had an official girlfriend. So, probably what, no. at this at this point, do they just think you're either gay or a pedophile? I, well, I'm hoping both. I'm hoping <laughs> is what they think. I mean, I, I mean, I, they got to be thinking one or the other or both. I mean, when you don't bring a girl around, like obviously, I've 
I've casually dated girls that, you know, I've banged and we've maybe occasionally gone out to a dinner or something or gone out drinking. But I mean, like, that's the extent of it. I mean, I haven't had a girlfriend that I've had to buy a gift for since like 99. Cause I did have a serious girlfriend right after black baby girlfriend. I had another girlfriend, a girl I dated for like two years and she was actually oh, wow. pretty close to my mom. My mom was her and were pretty good. She probably friends. was just like shopping all the time. Yeah. I'm sure your mom was like really stoked. She was probably like, Oh my God, John's going to turn out to be a normal man after all. And then all of a sudden you John's just dashed not sucking dicks after all. He's not one of those. Faggots. <laughs> yeah. I, but I'm sure that conversation they haven't, I, I'm pretty sure they've resorted themselves to that. I, I just must be, they probably think I'm just surrounded by dick, just yeah. 20 dicks at a time, just shooting loads in my face. And I think they just don't want to like, they don't want to draw attention to it. They just want to ignore it. And so they're just kind right. of like, okay, we're just going to overlook this, this fact that steel has not brought a woman into this, into, to our family Christmas dinner for the past, like what, two decades. So we're just going to leave that alone. Yeah. Not only that, but I think not only do they probably think that I'm a fucking homo, but they probably think I'm a closeted homo because like, I don't even like, like if, if they think I'm a homo, I'm not even, you know, I don't have any guy friends or anything I'm bringing around either. So they must think that I'm just, oh, he just, he's one of those closeted queers. He doesn't talk about it. So we never bring it up. So don't bring it up around him because we don't know how he feels about that. He's trying to keep it a secret. <laughs> So that's even better yet. Not only do they think I'm a fag, but they think I'm a closeted fag on top of it. So I'm 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 good with it. I'm fantastic with it. Well, I'm I'm hoping they don't listen to this podcast because that could make the Christmas dinner a little awkward. Um, it could make it very awkward. The good thing is, is I don't even think they know what an iPod is or okay, a, well, a or a podcast or in an MP3 player. So I don't think they've probably ever listened to any internet radio show in the history of their lifetime. So I highly doubt that that's going to happen. Well, let me fill up on a little nog here. You got any eggnog over there? No, that shit. I, I can't drink it because it looks like semen. Yeah, you know, David Tell said it was uh, elf cum, so it, which well, I think I, is quite that's apt. That's a good like point. It, 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 it looks like elf cum. Well, I'm going to fill up on some elf cum, and then uh, we should give Wackily a call because, you know, it, it's funny. I was thinking about uh, back when I was in high school, and uh, Kessler, uh, Kessler and I would hang out on Christmas Eve and we, we kind of made it sort of a tradition. We get really high, smoke a little weed, and then uh, I actually smoke a lot of weed. Smoke like two joints and then drive around on Christmas Eve in the snow to see what all like families are doing on Christmas Eve. Like all the, uh, all the, uh, the races and all the creeds. So we go see like what the Mo- – because in Bay City, there's like one Muslim family – you know, we knew what right. the Jews were doing, obviously, but there were like right. one Muslim family, like one black fa- or two black families. And like, so we go through and just kind of drive by just to see what all the people are doing, you know, like all the, the, the races and all the creeds. So I kind of feel like for this show, let's just call, you know, uh, uh, friends and uh, family members of the show and uh, find out what they're doing for Christmas Eve. So, um, or Christmas, um, I'm thinking we should start with Wackerly because uh, Wackerly, Wackerly not only could not co-host the show, he also can only be on the show for ten minutes because he's he's got other engagements. Oh, he's, he's a busy guy. He's very important. So yeah. let, let's give Wackerly a call. Let me uh, add him on here. Oh, before we call him, are, is we have any money or any anything on this wager of our over under? Is there anything oh, at shit, stake yeah, here for the the scout bet? Uh, how about a uh, forty? Of the high life. 
Okay. That's 40 ounce of high life. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. I still thinking in the back of my head that you maybe have some inside information on Wackerly's Boy Scout career. Now, and I, maybe I'm getting taken I don't for a know, ride. but I think he was Hello? definitely a scout. Wackerly. What's up? Hey, hey, Merry Christmas. We got a steal on the, on the line here. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be a Christmas show without steel. <laughs> Absolutely. What's going on, Waxer? I'm just getting ready to go watch the Raiders hopefully win another game miraculously. Yeah, yeah me too. I'm going to uh, watch them as well. Yeah. All right. D, you got to get this thing over with. You know what, Waxer? You know that uh, the Raiders is Steel's favorite football team. Do I know do that? know that. Yeah. From back in the day, yes. apparently, right? He's been, he's been a longtime Raiders fan. Yeah, they were the first, they really the team that's responsible for getting me into the love of football from when I was a little kid. Of course, at that time, it was John Madden and yep. the 70s Raiders and the 80s Raiders, and they were actually winning Super Bowls at that time. But uh, yeah, so I'm very excited, although I'm still not real confident in, I don't have a lot of confidence in their game-to-game performance. <laughs> they say if they win today, it'll be the first time they've won 13 games since 1976. Wow. Yeah, well, That's kind of crazy. yeah. Well, today will be twelve wins. I think next week will be thirteen. The, yeah, well, one of the most right inver- amazing thing about the Raiders is, uh, you know, the owner. It's the it's the previous owner's son, and he's like a, bi- a very yeah. rich guy, but he has the haircut of like a uh, poverty-stricken young <laughs> trailer park-dwelling boy. <laughs> what do you mean, like a John Denver haircut? Oh, it's yes. way worse than John Denver. You can't. It's basically the worst haircut in existence. Yeah, Mark Davis. He, and not only that, but it's red on top of it. It's a ginger. He's got a ginger bowl cut, which is very, very creepy. He looks like the, uh, who was that shoe guy? Uh, Brown was like, he was like the logo for one of the shoes back when I was growing up. I can't, Buster Brown. Oh, brother, Buster, yeah, Buster, Buster Brown. Buster Brown. Yeah. It doesn't help yeah. that he has a fat, hideously <laughs> ugly head underneath it. Yeah, he's a tr- complete train wreck physically. I mean, athletic, very aesthetically unpleasant. Yeah, <laughs> you know what, Wackers? Uh, you know, Steel was on the Go team in uh, in high school. What, like that game with the white and black pebbles? No, it, and when we played football, there was like you know the first string or the people that started, then there was second string you know, to replace the first, and then there was the Go team, and the Go team was basically like the special kids that. I was going to say, is that the Tards? <laughs> More or less. <laughs> We've had that discussion, but fucking D is lying to you. I started yeah, fucking started. both ways. I was a fucking stud. <laughs> I always heard you went both ways. Right? I suspect he, he yes, both I ways. do. So, uh, Wackley, we, hey, we got a little wager going on here. Um, yep. Were you a Cub Scout? I was a Cub Scout. Okay, all right. Till what grade did you stop being a Cub Scout? Well, I went all the way through Cub Scouts, and then I quit Boy Scouts pretty immediately when I figured out that you actually, like, they want you to do, like, charity work when you're a Boy Scout. And as a kid, I was like, well, fuck this. <laughs> so, wait, what, you were saying, like, sixth, sixth grade? Yeah, I was probably, well, fifth or sixth grade, something like that, yeah. Damn it. I, lo- I thought you were going to be, I thought you were, like, you got to, like, Eagle Scout level to about 10th or 11th grade. That's what I thought. No. People who are Eagle Scouts are like very successful later in life. Do you think I'm here doing a Christmas podcast with you? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not so in quite. other words, I win the bet. See, D and I had an over-under. I said yeah. eighth grade. Well, first of all, we didn't even know if you were in the Scouts. 
but we figured you probably were. And so we had a wager on who, how far you got. So I actually win that bet. Do you owe me yeah, a fucking 40 I ounce? I owe you a 40 ounce of the high life. Um, Do I take it neither of you are into the scouting life? <laughs> well, no, no. I didn't know how to tie knots. I can't but seal. You never were, not even in the 80s. No, I told you when I went to high school, I didn't. I only knew one person who in our entire school that was in any of the scouts, and he did actually go through Eagle Scouts all the way through high school. Like nobody I knew was in the scouts. Would like, he, he wear wasn't like very the popular. uniform to high school? What's that? Would he wear the full uniform to high school? I bet. Oh yeah, like, he and I discussed. He'd wear the badges and the ribbons and all the shit. Yeah, like at least once or twice a week, he'd wear it to show it off. <laughs> It's fantastic. In class. But I got to say this, Lance, your reasoning for getting out of it is different than what I thought. Your reasoning for getting out of it is because you're very self-centered and self-absorbed because you didn't want to participate in charitable work. But right. my, I thought your reasoning was going to be because you got too involved in Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> to continue. Satanic. Yeah, well, I, I mean, since you guys probably don't know, Cub Scouts, basically everything you do is fun. You know, like whatever, you go camping, you make the little uh, Pinewood Derby race cars and you race those. Yeah, I remember that. When you get into Boy Scouts, they're like, all right, if you want this badge, you've got to go like help out at the old folks home for like an <laughs> entire weekend. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I really wanted to be a Cub Scout, but in South Africa, they said there are no Jews allowed, so I couldn't. <laughs> no, seriously, they were just like, no Jews. So You do have to uh, believe in a higher power. Yeah, well, isn't it? It's it's uh, Christian-based, right? It's, it's... No, I, I mean, you're a lot, they allow Jews and, and, you know, Muslims and Hindus. You can't, you, what you can't be is an atheist. Oh, wait. Or gay. <laughs> wait. Oh, it's, they allow gays in nowadays. Our gays like are allowed to ask Scoutmasters. So, uh, Wackerly, uh, so you, you couldn't co-host the whole show this year because uh, you said you're too busy. What, what do you have going no, on no, for no, the no, I said because I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. He goes, nah, I don't have it in me this year. That's what, that's what he said. You know so, what happened? I mean, this is the year where all these like hipster political podcast came out and you know as of like their fifth episode they have these patreon uh accounts where they're all they're making like fifteen thousand dollars a month yeah yeah just yeah. takes all my takes all my you know the wind out of my sails to do a podcast that we did for you know 10 years, ten and, years. Barely anything. <laughs> and made nothing yeah exactly i you know what i find really well, you funny sell an occasional Fucking dildo from Adam and Eve. You do sell occasionally. You sell one of those. Yeah, yeah. every every now and then. Uh, we, we yeah we we sell a dick sleeve, uh, which is kind of nice. But uh, yeah, we, we don't have the the twelve thousand dollar Patreon like uh, like a lot of the other podcasts. A month. Yeah, a month. Yeah, like uh, fucking that. That's what cracks me up is you you see these podcasts. Uh, I forget her name, but she was on like Mr. Show, some comedian chick. Basically, does the exact same show that we do. It's like uh, people send in uh, true crime stories. They discuss three stories. And at the end, they vote which one is the best one of the week. And this podcast is like number two on iTunes. And they make like, I don't know, like 15 grand a month. I, I don't begrudge the famous people because, you know, they're famous. Somehow they got that fame. And actually, I'm looking at this other one. But this, this, this political one that's just a bunch of nobodies like us. It, their actual Patreon right now is $31,000 a month. Jesus Christ, oh thirty one grand a month. There, there's got to be someone famous attached to that. No. No? I mean Twitter famous, but... 
God. Not really what famous. What the fuck? 31 yeah, it kind of makes the... Uh... It kind of makes from the bills hundred dollar a month from come clean seem like a <laughs> a waste of time. Come clean. Hard to get by on that. So uh, Wackerly, yeah. uh, you missed uh, Steele. We we're we we're talking about uh, he's having dinner with the family tomorrow or Christmas uh-huh. Christmas Eve dinner, and they they've stopped asking him about his girlfriend. <laughs> like they they've just given up. Yeah, because it's been about two decades since he's actually introduced a woman to his parents. <laughs> so that so what so what about you? What are you doing? Do you go to the wife's house for uh, Christmas? Uh, not for Christmas. We'll go next week and visit uh, the I guess my brother and sister in laws, all the in laws and the nephews. So what are you doing for the eve of Christmas, like Christmas Eve? Uh, oh, I'm going to go watch the Raiders and get drunk, <laughs> and then I'm then I'm expected to go to the fancy dinner, which is going to be interesting after watching the Raider game at a bar for three hours. Hmm. Fancy dinner for Christmas. That actually sounds like a good time. Christmas Eve. For Christmas Eve. You know, I might actually go to uh, the Rainbow, apparently, is having a uh, Lemmy's birthday tonight. Is it his birthday? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it was. Well, Christmas it's, Eve, maybe? I didn't know he was born on Christmas Eve, but they're having like a, a thing for him. Like celebrate the, the birthday of Lemmy. Because that, that's what they've rebranded that place is like Lemmy's Lounge. It's like a, there's a statue of Lemmy. It's like oh, yeah, the I was whole, reading it and it's, it has a special like area, a booth or something with his name on it. Yeah, the whole outside is called Lemmy's Lounge. And like the, the stool that he used to sit on and play like video poker. Is I now, was going to say, does he still have like the tweaker casino thing? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like a Lemmy section. Like they, they've definitely capitalized off the Lemmy thing and rebranded the rainbow. Hmm. But hey, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It was his favorite bar. Is your girlfriend into going to this or is she doing something else? No, my girlfriend uh, is with her family. I, uh, I have to do that tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> You're I'm, just going to go over there solo? Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to go by myself or, hmm. uh, or with um, Casey. Remember Casey? I was going to say. Yeah. Casey <laughs> will probably go with you. Yeah. K- Casey's the only guy I know that has no other commitments. He has no girlfriend. He has no family. <laughs> he's, just, he's just this dude that <laughs> the only thing he does is drink and be racist. So you just bring some homeless man over to your girlfriend's parents' house to hang out on Christmas? Like no. some guy you know? You just bring him with you? <laughs> No, I, I'm going tomorrow. You no social graces? You don't just bring some fucking guy over to some your girlfriend's parents' house? No, tomorrow I'm driving down to San Diego by myself to spend Christmas with her family. But tonight, I'm just in L.A. You know, with nothing to do. So that's why tonight oh, okay. I might go to Rainbow for uh, Lemmy's birthday and hang out with, uh, with Homeless Casey. Okay, I thought you were yeah. talking about tomorrow. Okay, I got it. No, what I'm day not, of Hanukkah <laughs> is it right now? It's the first night of Hanukkah. Oh, it's the first night. First you night of Hanukkah, one yeah. Then, right? Before you go out. Well, it, it's kind of weird that uh, Hanukkah is actually coinciding with uh, with Christmas because it never right. does. You know, yeah. usually. Um, yeah, why can't the Jews just pick a specific date? Like, why does it have to change every year and like confuse everyone? You know, I I think it's based on like the based on the, the moon. Where Saturn is or something. Yeah, or like like yeah, like one of the rings of Saturn or something or Uranus. I'm not quite sure what what the deal is and why uh, why they don't do it, but it's weird because it never actually falls right on Christmas. But I never know when Hanukkah is, and people are, people like at my work will be like, well. When's Hanukkah or Happy Hanukkah? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, well, aren't you Jewish? And I'm like, well, yeah, but Hanukkah doesn't matter. 
What it do was, all the Scientologists that you uh, work with? What do they celebrate? Just like L. Ron Hubbard's. You know, you know what's funny. What's, of death or something. What's funny about that? It's very non-denominational at work. Like they put up like uh, they have like poinsettia plants everywhere, but there's nothing like there's no Christmas trees or anything like that. Huh. It's just like poinsettias. <laughs> it's like festive stuff, but they don't say anything about it. And for fucking. Uh, and for uh, we we don't even have like a holiday party. Instead, they bought us tickets to go see uh, the new Star Wars movie. That's mm. what we did. Like we, as a as a company, I slept through it. Yeah, <laughs> it was like at fucking eight in the morning. Like last Friday, I was like, I'm not going to fucking El Capitan Theater at eight in the morning. So well, I slept through it, but I did end up seeing the movie. The it, 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 it was all right. Yeah, no, they they uh, they they don't tend to do. Um, yeah, I don't know if they celebrate. Do do. Uh, fucking Scientologists celebrate Christmas? You're the one who works with all of them. I don't, I'm asking you. I, I don't know. You know, like Jehovah's Witnesses don't. No, they don't. Yeah, like Prince. They don't celebrate anything. They don't celebrate. They don't even celebrate birthdays. Yeah, but then Pr- again, nor do I. So. Yeah, I mentioned this last week on the show, but Prince wanted Obama to ban birthdays and Christmas. Prince wanted Obama to do that. Yeah, when Obama was elected, he said he was like really looking forward to Obama canceling Christmas and birthdays. But then uh, I'm, forget- I'm with them on the birthday thing. In fact, I'm probably with them on the Christmas thing too. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I am with them on. I would certainly love to ban New Year's Eve. That's an awful, awful night. New Year's, oh, New Year's Eve? Eve is the worst. What are you I'm doing? What are you doing worst. for New Year's, that Wackley? Huh? What are you doing for New Year's? I think we're going to a party. I'm not really looking forward to it. I, I just New Year's. Everybody's expectations are year after year always way too high and then you know people are just disappointed and then and then like you have to stay up till midnight you know so you you can't you have to like moderate your drinking which i'm not a fan of oh it's it's a miserable evening are you doing your traditional new year's with charles bronson yep i sure am golden globus productions <laughs> me and chuck bronson <laughs> just sitting there drinking while he kills minorities it's going to be a great time i look forward to, i look forward to that but i don't like i i'm alone like me booze and charles bronson are the only people in my world at that time so i don't go out i don't use the little party favors or the horns or the gay little hats I don't do any of that shit, and I haven't for a, probably close to if a decade. If it's midnight and people are making a racket outside the dorm room, do you like go out there and you're tidy whitey and like keep it out? I'm Bronson Bronson. <laughs> well, the the good thing is for the last, I, I haven't had neighbors really in my because I live in a condo that I bought, but it's like a apartment style condo, and there's 16 units in there. But most of the other units were foreclosed on for a decade, for like a decade. And now some asshole a year ago came and bought all these empty units and refurbished them, and now he's renting them out to college kids. So, yeah, this year I might be that asshole 40-year-old guy who has to tell all the young kids to fucking quiet down. Charles Bronson's putting a bullet in a black guy's head. Oh, wait, so wait, are your neighbors scared of you? Like, do they, do they, they the, the me, creepy old like, guy that lives next door, the yeah, bald guy I with think that goatee? So. I think they probably think I'm the, the condo association rapist that lives in the end in that end unit. Don't go near that unit. Uh, but I don't, fortunately, I don't see a lot because they're fucking class. Like, I'm out 
usually real early in the morning before they ever fucking roll out of bed to go to fucking class at Delta or Saginaw Valley. So, but there are a couple hot chicks I've jerked off to. In, be some yeah. Poet. You know, it yeah, is there's a couple of those. It is kind of like a dorm room. You, should, uh, you know, you should break with tradition and see if any of the co-eds want to come over and watch Bronson. I would love to do that. They'd probably ask me who Charles Bronson is, but... <laughs> The, ki- the kids today don't know who Bronson is. Well, you can fool yeah, them and no. some kind of like college art film or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jim Jarvis yeah, directed these. Then they'll come over. Yeah, this. Well, it is. It's like it is a Canon Group production, which I think we've all discussed over the years. Yeah, yeah. It is really a quality <laughs> art film, in my estimation. So, wait, do you, do you know your neighbors? Like, do you ever say hi to them? Uh, I've like, so like at the mailbox, I've said, Hey, how are you doing before? And uh, quite often to a response. Of, and then they watch like, you more all your holiday cards right into the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. What's that? Nothing. I'm just picturing you throwing the cards in the dumpster and saying hi. Well, that wait, that's yeah. after you've masturbated to the, uh, the, the children of your friends, right? Yeah, well, if, if yeah, if I, I don't, let's face it, I don't get a lot of holiday cards. I don't get a lot of Christmas cards. People aren't, I'm not on too many people's Christmas card list at this point. A bitter fucking 45 year old prick. I'm not getting sent a lot of cards. I sent but you a I card get, this year, didn't I? What's that? I sent you a holiday card. Did you? Well, I, text, I, haven't, I texted I, it to you. Oh, you texted, <laughs> yes, yes, I did get Wackerly, that. Wackerly, did you get Very my card? Gay, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Did I send one to Wackley? Did I send you my holiday card? I think I got an E version, which is, you know, about the least thing you can do for somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't have time. I don't have time to mail them out. I don't have time to do that. But I did send you the E version, yeah. It is is quite gay, actually. Um, It's not as gay as your... I I still prefer yours and Lance's and your matching sweaters at Olin Mills a few years ago. That's way on a much gayer scale than this one. But this is pretty gay. When you dress your cats up in little matching sweaters, that's pretty fucking gay. What is with the 1920s convict garb that you're wearing in this thing? You know know what that is? uh, So uh, Amanda, uh, the girlfriend, got uh, striped sweaters for the cats. So then she was like, we should just get striped sweaters, too, or striped shirts. So then uh, she already had one, so I just ordered, uh, she ordered, or yeah, I ordered one off of Amazon. But it's, it's ill-fitting. If you notice, like this, it's almost blousy. It's like a blouse, like a striped blouse. You're going to have to break up with this chick, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's when you When you date a girl that buys sweaters for the pets, it's, that's usually the end of the relationship. Well, they're hairless. They need the, they need the warmth. You know, <laughs> that's no excuse. Live in Los Angeles. That's, yeah, that's no excuse. A lot of gay bumps with that picture. I'll have to post it to uh, the site so uh, other people can enjoy that. So, wait, Wackerly, how come you didn't do a holiday card? Uh, I, I don't even, that question does not even compute. <laughs> I, He's I, malfunctioning, I, D. I think I can hear that. I want to see Steele's holiday card. Just Steele's just sitting there with a bunch of, like in the dorm room with a bunch of empty bottles of Jim Beam. <laughs> Passed out in, in my own in vomit. In the Charles Bronson uh, black comedian wall or whatever. Like. <laughs> you, you, yeah, know what he's you, doing, you know what he's doing for Christmas Eve? He's watching uh, black exploitation movies. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. That's what he's doing tonight. Looking forward to it. I got another four or five hours, and I'm getting fucking shaft ready to go. A little <laughs> blackula thrown into the mix, too. So, Wackerly, uh, 
being that you, you're, you're not down for doing a full holiday show, I have another, uh, another suggestion. Actually, not really a, suge- a request if, if you're interested. Um, have you been reading about Ikea begging teens to stop sneaking into its stores for sleepovers? Uh, no. I read that uh, in China, all the old people go to Ikea and just hang out all day and don't purchase anything. <laughs> But they just walk around Ikea? No, I don't think they walk around. I think they go sit in that little cafe, but don't order anything and, and don't make any, you know, furniture purchases. They just hang out there. It's like a so it's like an old folks social gathering there and China's having to crack down on it. God, that's kind of kind of like we used to do when I was in junior high. We go to a mall and hang out at Aladdin's Castle, even though we didn't have any quarters in our pockets. <laughs> We used to do that at the Meyer. Like we'd sneak out at night because Meyer's twenty four hours and just go, hour, yeah. you know, walk around the Meyer, eat bulk candy, you know. Uh, get on the intercom system. Get on the intercom system. Yeah, that'd be that here and there. Yeah, it was something to do. You know, it's kind of fun. Well, so uh, teens are they're camping out in the IKEA. Yeah, you know, it's I become. They would, I mean, it's not open twenty four hours. Don't they do a sweep of the store before they close the doors? Well, this is what happened. It uh, it it started with a couple of um, of uh, snarky YouTubers, uh, two Belgian YouTubers, not employed by IKEA's marketing department, by the way. They uh, they brought their smartphones and their cameras, and they hid in closets until everyone left the store. Then they proceed to film a video of them jumping on beds and having a like a fucking home alone type of sleepover. Hmm. And, and it went viral. And so now the clip inspired a number of copycat crimes by yeah, other there's teens. There's not much that I hate worse than YouTube <laughs> prank. So you YouTube know, pranksters. That's what these guys are. Careful. And Ikea said, like, we appreciate that people are interested in Ikea and want to create a fun experience. However, the safety and security of our coworkers and customers is our highest priority. And that's why they do not allow sleepovers in their stores. But, uh, but it's become like a big viral stunt. So I was thinking it'd be kind of funny if, like, you... Trespassing. Well, I mean, like, I hope one of these kids gets blasted by a security guard. Well, what if, like, you and uh, my brother just did a sleepover and filmed no. the video? <laughs> You're not interested. I'm not interested in doing a, any kind of sleepover with your brother. <laughs> Steele, don't you think people would watch that? Just Jeffrey and Lance after hours in oh, Ikea. <laughs> I mean, Jeffrey doesn't... Yeah, I, I, I'd definitely oh. watch that before I'd watch the Ice Bucket Challenge or the Mannequin Challenge. I, I think I like sure. this. This would be a good viral. I'm, you know, I'm always down to try to make a viral video, you know, bring Jeff, more attention here's to the, the show. Thing. Jeffrey doesn't sleep at night, so I'll just take him there during the day and I'll just videotape him nodding off while I eat like the sweet <laughs> meatballs. <laughs> that I'll do. I, well, yeah, I guess Jeff, Jeff is up all night. I think uh, you can blame that on the meth but i think it'd be i think it would be a fun video like you guys could just you know a few we hours in the like ikea a, we could there'd be like an intro <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't know what you would do in the ikea with with uh jeffrey but i think it could probably be a uh you know it might go I viral. Have a few ideas <laughs> <laughs> i'm hoping i'm trying planning on calling him a bit later because did you did you know that he broke his hand I heard that he broke his hand. I didn't get a lot of detail. Yeah, you know, he, he's been very squirrely about, and like very vague about why, why he broke his hand. And I think... Because it, people, I, I think the, people think that his boyfriend and him got into a fight. He's always dating these younger dudes, and, you know, Jeffrey's not, he's outclassed. <laughs> he's I think, what I think it was is it was a fisting accident, like fisting gone awry. 
I think it's a, I think it's, you know, domestic abuse, but I guess that's not as funny. <laughs> Wait, you think Jeff got his ass kicked by one of the twinks? Yes. <laughs> this is not a bit. I'm, I'm completely serious. I'm hoping he uh, he talks to us about it and actually opens up about the story. Mm. I, I think Steele's oh, fruits can be very volatile. Well, you yeah. know, that's the thing. It's like it's two dudes getting into a fight. It can get kind of violent. Right. Yeah, it's not like Ike and Tina. You know, Ike fucking, you know, when Ike went off on Tina, she came away with a bloody lip and a black eye and had to put a steak over top of it. But when you got two dudes going at it, you never know who's going to win that one. Yeah. Although usually I would imagine between a twink and a bear, the bear usually comes out on top. But in this case, who knows? He's, you know, the There's bear is 45 years old. The problem. In, yeah, the in, twink's in 25. Not, the, not the, in the peak the, of health. He's not in training. Yeah, yeah that's right. true. The, the, yeah. the 25-year-old twink definitely has the quickness advantage. I mean, Jeff's probably cardio. I mean, everything. Jeff's probably twenty years older than most of the dudes that he dates. And so. Jeff, Jeff is in the health of somebody who's twenty years older than himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's the thing with my brother. After smoking for I don't know what thirty years, uh, yeah, Jeff's probably been smoking since he's been twelve. Um, and not, not only that, smoking other drugs as well. So Jeff looks like he's like 64. His diet is terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, Jeff, Jeff was smoking because I graduated with Jeff. He was in my grade. He was, I know he was smoking then because I remember he used to always carry a cigarette above his ear like he was Scott. He looked like Scott Valentine from Family Ties, the guy who used to date <laughs> Mallory. <laughs> he was, do you remember when he came to school? Cause that was the thing. Like when I, when we arrived in this country, I was just kind of a fat, goofy dork. Whereas my brother was fucking cool. Like he had like torn up jeans and like combat boots. Yeah, he was a good looking dude. Like yeah. I said, he looked just like the guy, uh, Mallory's boyfriend on Family Ties. He was cool. He had the earring, the curly black hair, the trench coat. Yeah, he looked a little bit like, you know, in retrospect, I think uh, Dylan Klebold kind of ruined that whole black trench coat look that your brother had going on with the shooting yeah, but he of Columbine. Predated. But at he the predated time, it, yeah. Your brother was ahead of his time, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he, and and girls like were so into him, even though Jeff wasn't interested in the ladies. But uh, girls were really into it. And I remember taking the bus back to uh, we lived in Old Orchard. Remember Old Orchard? It's probably still oh, around. Yeah. So we, we were taking still the bus back, and uh, this girl was like, she was a migrant. She goes, "How come you're not cute like your brother?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it's yeah." I was like, "Well, you know, <laughs> jeans, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like this. Jeff was like so cool. Like he um, definitely uh, attracted a lot of the ladies back then. And he had the accent, remember? Yeah, the accent. They, they liked the accent. He had that. He sounded like Mel Gibson. Yeah. Plus, he more, he, like, like telling yeah. teachers to stuff it and just walking out off school grounds. It's like a bad boy, I think you're right? confusing him with Fonzie from Happy Days. <laughs> well, this is what I heard. <laughs> no, he. T- I remember. Uh, I, what was the name of that gym teacher? Remember that gym teacher? God, what the fuck is his name? I forget. Uh, well, Miss Meyer looked like a guy. Are you sure it wasn't her? No, he had a retarded <laughs> kid. And he became a drunk later in life. I don't remember his name. But anyway, the gym teacher was trying to get my brother to like run the mile around the track. And Jeff was uh-huh. just like, fuck you. And just walked off. And then I, I remember. I, I think I might have been in that class. He was... Uh... He, your brother had on combat boots. Combat boots, yeah. <laughs> he didn't even change and they were unlaced combat boots, like big, heavy, like just cumbersome boots. Yeah, I remember he he just walked. He did the mile. He just walked in his cowboy boot or his uh, combat boots around the track. I'm surprised he didn't light up a cigarette. 
He probably did. I don't remember it in that vivid detail, but yeah, I remember him unlaced combat boots just walking around the track. I remember, you know what's funny is like, I should have thought about this back in the day. Like, I, I didn't think anything was weird because, you know, obviously I wasn't, didn't know any gay people, but his like good buddy was that really flaming gay guy. I forget his name, Brian Wheel. Remember that dude? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this dude yeah, was, he was so uh, gay. He was older. He, he was older than I was. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he had like, had like blonde hair. I mean, he was so like stereotypically gay. Like you met that guy, you just think he was gay. And that was my brother's like good friend. Like they hung out all the time. We didn't, we didn't think anything was weird about that. You know? Well, there were that whole group. I remember they were kind of the because not all of them were there was not all of them in that group were gay. So it would be very easy to maybe dismiss some of the people in that group that weren't gay because a lot of them were like just, just the geeks and the yeah, nerds. And, nerds yeah. and then there were a couple gays sprinkled Skaters. in. And, you know, some of the gay ones were very flamboyant. You could tell, but I mean, the, the rest of them weren't really gay. They were just very nerdy, if I remember right. Yeah, they're kind of like just like skaters or I forget what the yeah. goth goth yeah. kids. You know. Yep. And so my brother hung out with that that crew, but at the time, like we never, I don't know, I never, I, I thought that guy was a little weird, but I just, yeah, I never didn't think anything of it, you know. And it made so much sense after uh, after Jeff came out because they were like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess you're uh, you are gay. <laughs> that just makes perfect sense. <laughs> Although now it's like fucking, I bet you our high school probably has a lot of gay kids now, probably trans kids. Like you can be totally gay or trans, it's it's fine, you know. It's very, it's yeah, it's very. Everything's everybody's very accepting nowadays. Everything's very tolerant. <laughs> well, who knows? Trump might actually make America racist again. It sounds like so. It might it might come to the point where where kids can be made fun of for being gay again. So, Steele, you might be in luck. I didn't know they couldn't be. I, I <laughs> was this a rule I didn't hear about? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, so Wackerly, uh, so New Year's, you're going to a party, huh? Are you drinking? <laughs> are you drinking eggnog? I have not had any eggnog this year. I don't have like a nog buddy anymore. God, you you're my nog any, buddy, bro. No, no nog. Yeah, hmm. my wife won't drink it. She's diabetic, so she can't have it. Everybody else seems to think it's disgusting. Those fucking diabetics—they ruin everything. Steel thinks it looks like semen. So well, it does. It's a little bit yellowy for semen, but okay. Well, my my <laughs> semen has a lot of piss in it. So. <laughs> the ductwork is a little mixed up. Now. Well, when your prostate is starting to enlarge, you get a little more piss in your gum than normal. Oh, great! I got that look to look forward to. Well, yeah. Cause, well, I I tell chicks, hey, if, yeah, I'm I'm big in the pants, but little do they know that I'm referring to my prostate, not my penis. Have Have you had a prostate exam, Seal? Oh yeah, I've had a couple of them. I'm 45, so you're start usually getting around 40. Wait, well, both. both. Was it was it Dougie, or did you go to an actual doctor? I went to a doctor. I don't know what his credentials are, but I, he had something on the wall that said that he graduated from some sort of college that did medicine. Was it awkward? No, I, I, I've never done it. Is I, it I, awkward? I, huh? Is it awkward? I haven't done this yet. Well, it's awkward. If, you feel two hands on your shoulders, then it becomes very, very awkward. Um, but no, it's as long as they play like my, I go to a, I have an on-staff urologist that I've been going to for my, my agro for fucking 12 or 13 years now. So he's the one that obviously sticks it up my prostate. 
and checks out to see if it's enlarged. And it is it's starting to get bigger. And so it's, you can start, a, you know, you're starting to get some of the symptoms when it comes to peeing. It's a little, it's not as easy as it used to be. It's not like totally difficult, but it's, you can definitely tell it's starting. And so he did it. But the nice thing about his office is he always has like light rock, soft rock playing. So when I got my last prostate exam, Christopher Cross's sailing was playing. So I got my prostate examination done to some yacht rock being played over the uh, music system in the doctor's office. So wait, do you ever request any Michael McDonald? I like Michael McDonald. In fact, I like the duet he does with Christopher Cross. That's uh, a good song, yeah. Yeah, it's a great song. song. But uh, no, I don't think he takes requests. I don't think he puts music on specifically. It's just playing on a loop, you know, the different soft rock from the 70s going on in his office. So it just, whatever happens to be on when he sticks a digit up your, your ass. So is there any foreplay or does he like tell you like, okay, I'm about to do it, bend over? Or like how, how's My it, doctor, how's it work? I, believe me, I wish there was a little bit more grooming and a little bit more <laughs> romance, but there's the, he just, he just bends you over and jams his fucking in index finger in there and starts rolling it around, feeling around in there. But it's <laughs> how, very how long abrupt. does it take? It's very, huh? How long does it take? Does it take like five minutes, 10 minutes? Uh, no, it, it takes a couple seconds, it's, but it's very, it's a very animalistic couple seconds. It's, it's, uh, it's no old barred. What, why do they use a finger for it? Like, why don't they have like an instrument? That's what's weird. Well, they're feeling around because for I, growth. Yeah, yeah but it's like, it's, it's like cops using, you know, they still want to use their fingers when they're searching you to see if you have a weapon. If they've got, like, thick gloves on, they can't feel the weapon as much. So they keep, you know, they like to search with bare hands or just a, a, a thin latex glove on their hands. The doctors are probably the same way, and there are probably a few doctors that enjoy it. So did your so, doctor tell you that you need to stop requesting a prostate exam? Like, you can't have more than four a year? My dentist told me to stop asking because I thought that any medical provider I went to would just give me a prostate exam on a whim. But apparently dentists and oral surgeons aren't into giving prostate examination. So at Wackerly, have you had one yet? No. <laughs> I haven't been to the doctor in like five years. I know. I haven't been to a doctor in a long time. So I don't even know. What kind of, I mean, do I have to go to a proctologist to do this? Or can I go no, to my regular to, doctor? A regular doctor could do it, or a urologist, or, or just your regular family physician. Although the family physician probably doesn't have as much. He probably can't tell as much as like a urologist can, because that's all urologists do is stick digits up guys' asses. Would you and, prefer you know, a woman's fingers because they're slender and thinner than a guy's, like, you know, fucking stubby? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, it's not, my guy, the good thing is my doctor doesn't have the hands the size of Andre the Giant. It's not yeah, like that's not like he's got lumberjack hands. Worried about. My, my <laughs> urologist has, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Would you want I Donald mean, Trump, like Donald trump size hands, like small, tiny hands? Well, those would probably be the ideal ones. My doctor's got very fair hands for a man, they're, but they're not. They're not totally effeminate or whatever, but they're not totally masculine either. They're they're about the probably the perfect finger for a man hand that you could have to go up and digitally, you know, process your prostate. Do you ever it. try and like steal but, his wedding ring? <laughs> well, I don't do kegel. If I did my kegel exercise, I could maybe pull it off his finger the next time he's in there. But see, my my pelvic floor isn't as strong as it should be, so I can't really squeeze hard enough to pull a ring off somebody's finger. But I've had chicks. I like I like chick ass play. I don't mind if a chick sticks your digit in there as long as they don't go too far up. Do you use an anal douche before you go there? 
No, but I, I do. I'm very, you know, I'm very uh, concerned about my personal hygiene when I go to get a rectal exam. So I will shower. I will spread my butt lips in the shower and rinse it through like a kind of like a bidet effect to rinse out all the residue that would be in my ass. Because I don't want to be that guy that leaves the doctor's office and have the doctor turn to the nurse and go, God, I wish that guy would wipe his ass once in a while. You know, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the only guy that everybody in the office knows. is, Oh, here he comes again. We got to stick our butt fingers butt. up his ass and we're going to yeah. have two pounds of shit on it when we pull it out. Saving money on toilet paper. Right. So I don't want to be that guy. I, I shower before I go see my urologist. Does he say anything before he sticks his digit in? Does he be like, all right, you ready? Well, he says, aside from I love you. Or <laughs> no, I mean, I so mean, okay. I'm just trying to picture the scene. You got Christopher Cross sailing playing. Oh, You're bent over it, on it, the table, and he just says like, "Okay, you ready?" And then just jams it in. Or well, you, you actually you pull your pants down and turn around, and then you hear the squeeze of the tube because they usually put some lube on the finger. So you hear a where he squeezes out the jelly, the the lubrication onto his fingertip. And then all of a sudden you feel there is a little bit like my urologist, I guess it's not really considered long enough to be foreplay, but my urologist will kind of like wipe his finger in a circular motion outside my anal cavity before he jams it right in there. But yeah, once, once I feel it touch the outer butt lip, and it circles around a couple times. I know that after a couple circles, the next thing is going to be penetration. And before you know it, it's in there, and it's a good old time. But, yeah, the Christopher Cross really helps relax the anal muscles back there. Really, it, it, it kind of makes it more, uh, much more easy and, and uh, you know. I imagine it must be more palatable with the Christopher Cross. So um, is this the closest you've come to sexual intercourse in the past, like, five years? I look forward to it if if that's any consolation. Like, do I look forward to my yearly exam of the prostate? Yeah, I do because it is. You know, it's it's human touch. It's uh, a connection you're making with another human being. It's a great holiday. I mean, I get laid a few times a year, so yeah. Prostate exam is. I consider that. I put that down as a sexual experience every year. Like, maybe, I maybe count you, that in my. Maybe you should invite your proctologist over to your brother's Christmas dinner. That'd be a very awkward conversation at the table. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I could. Although he's, you know, it's, he's uh, he's actually a friend of the, like our, my urologist is like a friend of the family, so they all know him anyway. So in fact, he'd he's probably, probably uh, he's annoying probably, about your choices of food. He'd be trying to get you to eat more fiber and things, and just like, probably. But it's, it'd be very awkward because out. he's probably done the same thing on my brother and my dad as well. Like I said, he's a he's a kind of a friend of the family, so it would be real awkward him being there with three men. He's had his finger up their asses, just all eating together. Make a really uh, Christmas photo. Yeah, yeah wouldn't that, it? Fact, <laughs> that would be. Maybe that will be next year's Christmas card right there. It will be me and my urologist and my brother and my dad. <laughs> I'm surprised my brother didn't try to go into like proctology or something. Like, it's just weird that he. I mean, I guess you know you'd think that he would he would be good at that. But maybe yeah, like, I mean, you know, if you're gonna say that, you know, why aren't you a gynecologist? And I'll tell you why, because 99% of the vaginas you're going to be armed deep yeah. in are not the kind that you want to see to begin with. I guess, but I mean, exactly. my, yeah, but my brother's been to like, you know, he used to hang out at rest stops and I'm sure there's like a lot of different buttholes in there. You're I'm sure there are. Not turn them down. I guess when you're a <laughs> proctologist, you know, you got to take all comers. Yeah, I guess you can. And you probably would be desensitized over time. Yeah. 
I, you know, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to be a gynecologist. And I think it's oh, weird that, job. Well, you know, it's weird too that uh, dudes are gynecologists anyway. Because, I mean, to think about it, it's like, how would you know more about a woman's vagina than a woman? Well, I think you go to college for it. But still, you're never <laughs> yeah, going to know. You, you don't have one. I I don't know. I I wouldn't be able I wouldn't be able to do it. But yeah, exactly. It's like you well, have I mean, to you look at it. Remember all the though, time. up until like up until probably the early eighties, I mean, very few women ever were even accepted into medical school. So it's like you, they had a, a gynecologist. They were all up until the last couple of decades were probably all men. Now I see a lot more women in it. But I mean, shit, do- women weren't doctors back then. They were nurses, if anything. Yeah, back then he'd have so, his face down in your mom's vagina, and you'd be smoking like a Paul Mall. <laughs> oh yeah, they the fucking doctors used to smoke like chimneys back then. My uh my mother would only go to male gynecologists. Like she she had a thing. She was just like I only that she'd only go to male gynecologists, which I always thought was really weird. Well, it's like all the women who didn't vote for Hillary. Yeah. You know, they don't want a female president. And yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that, that's what it comes down to. Um but who knows? I don't know. Anyway, Wackley, I don't want to keep you. Yeah, this game's uh, it, just about to start. Yeah, you got you got holiday plans, so uh, we, we got some other people to call. We're supposed to uh, call Martin, possibly Dougie, although Steele isn't really pulling oh, through with Dougie's Martin number. Martin guilted you into including him on the holiday show. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He was all like, <laughs> "You haven't, you haven't, fun. you haven't called me in the past three years," and so he he felt he's left a really out. Guilted lover, Martin. Yeah, I'm sure he, he's got three years of of things to complain about to talk about. So that that should be good. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, we have a couple other people to call as well. Real quick, what, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Me? Yeah. Uh, seriously, not, like not a joke answer. Probably no. Bad Santa. Bad Santa. Did you see Bad Santa too? Uh, no, I I actually kind of don't want to see it because I don't I don't think it's going to be nearly as good, and it might ruin my appreciation for Bad Santa Part One. Yeah, when, you know, I I didn't go see it either. I didn't see Bad Santa too. And I, I mean, because Bad that Santa One, it, it's just amazing, and then it, it has two of our you know dearly beloved deceased actors in it, Bernie yeah. Mac and John Ritter. So John Ritter, yeah. It's very, uh, you know, it's like heartfelt. And I couldn't imagine, ba- although Bad Santa Two has the kid, the same kid. I know, but He's... nobody wants to see that kid as an adult. Yeah, I wonder if oh, he yeah, looks. Keep... I wonder Adult if he, kid actors are the worst. I wonder if he looks like the kid from Sixth Sense. Remember that kid? Sixth Sense. Haley Joel, Joel Osment. Oh, Haley Joel Osment, yeah. Have you seen him now? He's looking, fat, isn't he? Isn't he, like, enormous? Yeah, he's just this fat, goofy-looking kid, and or man. And that that's the thing. It's like, that that kid in Bad Santa looks like a young Jer, doesn't he? A young Big Jer? And uh, <laughs> now cool. he, he's just probably, like a, like, a weird, fat old guy. Like well, I'm sure they that. do him up to make him look like the goofy kid from the first one, right? He might not actually look like that on a day-to-day basis. Hmm. Steele, what's your favorite Christmas movie? I don't even know any Christmas movies other than Bad Santa, which you just mentioned. Like, is What about there, Die Hard? There, people say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I hear people in this argument that Die Hard is a Christmas movie because it took place you know, during Christmas, Christmas time, basically. Hmm. I don't have a Christmas movie. I mean, I, I guess if I had to pick one, it would be one of those claymation movies from 1970. Although those weren't really movies; those were just TV shows, like uh, like Rudolph half hour or long. something. Were those really racist what? or sexist? Yeah. Well, that's anything from pre 1975 was racist and sexist. <laughs> Pretty much anything: music, movies, TV. I mean, that's the way it was. 
Yeah, Somebody thanks. pointed something out uh, I thought was funny about the, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer song in that uh-huh. they they name all the reindeer, and I'm not going to do it, but they name them all. There's eight of them. And then the verse goes, but do you know the most famous reindeer of all? And it's like, well, yeah, he's the fucking most famous one. Of course I know him. <laughs> he just named all the ones that nobody could remember. Of course I remember right. the fucking most famous one. You just said he's the most famous. We know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the name. It's the title of the fucking show. <laughs> it's the name of the fucking movie is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So yeah, I think everybody watching knows who the reindeer is. Yeah, I you know I never I never lie. I always thought those claymation art cloaky things were really creepy. Is it art cloaky that did that? It's the same style. It could have been. I don't know if it's him. I never looked into it. But people, the thing they were is, made like 1969 and 70. I mean, they're really fucking Burl pretty Ives old. Plays the snowman. Yeah, Burl Ives was the one that sang the the song. <laughs> Marshmallow and they, in fact, was they made Marshmallow a Burl Ives and that like did the narration that was like in between scenes. Wasn't that supposed yeah. to be a claymation Burl Ives? Yeah, he was a snowman. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Fantastic. God, I don't, I don't even watch that. All right, well, Wackerly, uh, happy holidays. Thanks for being on the show. And uh, go Raiders. Hopefully they yeah. win. We'll see. The Lions aren't doing bad this year either. So. I know. I've been uh, I'm actually, playing Monday, Monday the, night against the Cowboys. Yeah, Fuck but they, the they got to beat the Cowboys. Ca- they need one more win to make it to the playoffs, and they got to play the fucking Cowboys. Yeah, it's not going to go well. Yeah, I, Well, I they got to play the Packers, too. It's going to come down to Detroit and Green Bay in the final game of the season. Yeah. Last night I saw the Packers were beating the shit out of the Vikings earlier today. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm not holding my breath for that one. But still, it's, it's, it's been a good season. So, all right. Anyway, happy That's holidays, cool. man. Talk all right. To you later. Goodbye. Say hi to Martin. Well. <laughs> all right, Steele. So uh, we we need to give uh, Martin a call, find out about that, and uh, and uh, call my brother. Um, and then then we should be all set. I want I want to play one phone call here, and uh, then we'll uh, give Martin a call. Does he know we're calling him? Well, I I gave him the heads up earlier this week, but I, you know I told him it was going to be a lot earlier than we got started. So <laughs> whether he can still do it or not, I have no fucking idea. Let's let's play this phone call first. Yo, D. Harrison, Jeffrey, if you're there, and Steele, you massive pervert. It's Richard here, coming at you from Portugal. Come out here to get away from Christmas and just skydive, you know, the huge. Um, just wanted to say yo and Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and all the other generic seasonal greetings that you get. I'll be over there again soon. I've got to get back out there, do some more jumping, um, and maybe hit jumbos. Although, fuck that. Last time you took me there, I got fucking sick off the beer. So maybe next time, D, we'll go somewhere a bit classier. Uh, anyway, keep up the good work. You guys are fucking awesome. And, uh, yeah, man, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Cheers. Yeah, you know, I, I took this dude to, uh, he was visiting, and uh, we went to Jumbo's Clown Room, which one of my favorite bars over here, and we were drinking Budweiser from their tap, or Bud mm-hmm. Light or something, I don't, I don't remember what it was, and dude, we all got sick. Like, all three of us that were, that were there fucking got the trots, and I think it's because they don't <laughs> clean their taps. You, know? you gotta clean the lines out, yeah. That, uh, that, was, there's a couple bars around here that are like that. I, I, you know, it's the first time I ever got sick from fucking drinking beer. It's gross. Um, yeah. Well. All right. Well, let's uh, let's give Martin a call. Um, you know what? I don't even have his number. 
So you might have to tell it to me. Yeah, I got it. Hello, Martin. Martin, can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, hey. All right. Technical difficulties sorted out. Apparently, I can't call two people at once. I can only call one person, but I could Skype someone else. So, oh, it's... the last thing we need is all you Jews getting together and, you know, making it easy to communicate with each other to fucking... That is that is the last thing we need. So uh, you 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 talk to Steele every couple weeks anyway. So it's it, it's not that big of a deal to have him on this call. Uh, but more importantly, I wanted to see uh, what, what you've been up to. It's been a while since we've chatted. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. What what, what are you doing for uh, for uh, Christmas Eve? Actually, right this minute, I'm standing in the fucking lobby of a Buffalo Wild Wings, just living Middle America life. Get some takeout. Go over to my fucking mother-in-law's assisted living home. So uh, if it doesn't get more Trump's American than that, I don't know what it is. Yeah, this this sounds like a uh, "Make America Great Again" situation. Um, so you're going over to uh, the the in-laws' assisted living facility. Is that do you? How does it work? Do you spend like Christmas Eve with the in-laws and then Christmas Day with 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 your family? Uh, yeah, I guess that's how it breaks down. Uh, this year, that's what we're doing. Most years, I spend Christmas just laying around doing nothing, but I'm actually getting out doing shit this year. Wow, yeah, I, is it? I, I hate the holidays. Yeah, I, I kind of, I didn't think you'd be a big holiday guy. You, you don't seem I like it. I smoke a fuckload of weed, and it's not that bad. Hey, is, uh, do you guys have dispensaries myself. out there? Uh, yeah, but they're, it's weird. It goes by, uh, the medical law that we passed didn't cover it exactly right, so it goes by a fucking, uh, basically it's whether or not the county prosecutor's tool, and if he says, they'll leave you alone and let you run your fucking business like you should be able to in America, then, uh, they leave you alone, so... But I got like an hour drive. I'm I'm waiting for the fucking LA Speedweed or something to open up before I can set shit delivered. So wait, I got a do, good guy. do you? But do you have to go to a guy, or can you go to like a like a like here in LA? I got a card. Like I got a card. I pay fifty bucks for, and I can go to yeah, any that's dispensary going away now too. You guys got even fucking legalized it further. Well, it's it's not going to be legal for another year. Oh, it's going to take that long to implement? Yeah, and I've also heard that it'll be legal, but it'll be way more expensive. If you have a card, you know, you'll, you, you won't have to pay as much. Because it's like right now, like I'll go, and it's, it's insane like out here. You go to these dispensaries and they have like 50 different fucking sativas, indicas, and hybrids. You could just truly, and they all have ridiculous names like Purple Urkel or, or uh, God's Pussy or the Green Crack. And you just right, right. P- pick one that you want. And it's, it's simple. You get, a, you, know, you get your, your, your card for 50 bucks. But how does it work in Michigan? Like, do you go to like, a place like that? Do you get a card? No, I mean, yeah, you can do that. I have, but there's not a dispensary within an hour's drive of me, so I just do it the old school style. Are you getting an old school my, dude, like a dealer? I call my guy, and he brings it over, or I go over to his place. I mean... That's how that's how it used to be. I kind of think... Basically, I don't, I don't need the government to authorize and tell me it's legal. I just... Basically, if I believe it's legal, it's fucking legal. I got a, I got a vape pen in my pocket right now. Yeah, but just you couldn't go up. into McDonald's and smoke it. 
The vape pen? Well, maybe the vape pen. I mean, I'll do it in a bar. Like, I just, I just people, like, my wife will look at me and she'll be like, everyone's looking at me, and I'll be like, so let them fucking look. It was the shit. Is someone going to call the cops and arrest me? My vape holds a third of a gram. I mean, it's, you're good for the day. So if I'm going out in public, I usually take the vape. If I'm home, I'm ripping bong loads or a one hitter. <laughs> hey, fuck it. If, if for anyone out there who doesn't believe it's a goddamn uh, a medicine, I'll, I'll tell you what. It's the best, most natural anti-anxiety med. If you're still fucking around on Lexapro or Ativan or any of the other shit that people take. Exactly. Glucosamine no, or whatever the fuck. You know what uh, I think it is? I think it lets you deal with life's problems, i.e. like your business, your wife, everything. It's like your kids. It's like you smoke weed and you can deal with it. And I think that that's, you know, that's the way it works. Here, I tell you what, this is probably the first time in my life. Like, I've always been a weed guy, but never, like, nonstop. Where I'm just always high. You know, fuck it. It's a good time. Like, I'll go over to my in-laws and I'll be able to fucking deal with seeing Yeah, you can cope. Two days, because... I'll just be sitting in a chair giggling about something stupid. Or, or you just kind of tune it out. But I like how it's old school that you still have a dealer. Because I think a lot of these kids, like my girlfriend, for example, uh, she's, I mean, a, bit, she's a bit younger. There's a guy I know that, that happens to know a guy that grows wheat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Everybody but that's, that's how it was. That's removed from a guy that has... Plants growing in a closet off his fucking garage. But I feel like you appreciate it more. Like when I grew up in Michigan, you know, I knew a guy that I would go get weed from, and it's like, sure, I didn't get to choose like from eight different kinds of weed. It was just like, you know, I got that. I got the, I got this one green, green bud or whatever that came around once a year. Now it's like kids today get to go to these dispensaries and get like fucking. 50 different kinds of weed. It's like they're pampered. They never got to g- actually deal with it. You know? They don't appreciate it's it. absolutely ridiculous. It's like porn. It's like porn. It's like porn. That's exactly what it is. We get what kind of porn we whacked off to. We got to fix whatever porn someone left under a fucking someone's porch. Or in a fucking box in the woods. You know, it's like, that's, right. that's, what, that's what porn was. And then now it's like, you know, now they can go on the fucking com, then go to a dispensary and get like the best weed they'll ever smoke. No, it's, 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 you know what, it's, though? You it's can ridiculous. get the best weed you'll ever smoke. Even shitty weed is good weed. Yeah. Hey, as long as you're baked, who gives a fuck? We used to call it Bay City Fart Bud. The oh, fucking it's, ditch it's, weed. I mean, <laughs> Every now and then I'll, I'll have to just change, like, like if my guy is in a rut where we're getting the same strain all the time, you know, you fill it down. So I'll switch up with somebody else and, you know, switch a couple nuggets back and forth to switch strains up, but it doesn't matter. I mean, if I could pick, I'd like a nighttime indica and a daytime sativa, but hey, I ain't greedy. <laughs> so uh, for Christmas dinner, do you invite Steel over for Christmas dinner? I mean, I still has an open invitation to my place any time, any holiday, any day of the year, but I haven't seen him in person. Uh, it's, well, it's been fucking uh, 366 days because it was about a year ago. Yeah, he was talking about that. He said he hasn't hung out with anyone in a while. So what about Dougie? Do you invite Dougie over for Christmas dinner? No, I ran into Dougie this week, though. So he got a new job. He's uh, like picking up shopping carts out 
parking lot of a, like a, you know, the Midwest regional knockout ballpark. <laughs> yeah. Wait, at a Meyer? Yeah, he's kicking like parking lot boy at Meyer. And Thrifty Acres? Uh, I, well, I think they dropped that name. Oh, they, it's no longer Thrifty Acres. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I, I shouldn't say knockoff Walmart. I should, if you're not familiar with the chain, it's probably closer to a knockoff Target. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but although I've always liked Meyer better than any of those other stores. Meyer was just like, yeah, it's a special place in my heart. It's a great place. Oh, I hate Meyer, but, you know, I hate every. Yeah, I was about to say, you hate everything. Yeah, pretty much. I'm bitter and angry, but the weed helps. So, <laughs> so wait, do you, have Dougie, do you have Dougie's phone number? Uh, I probably could get a hold of him on Facebook. Uh, that's what like Steele said. Steele's like, like, you know, I see him on. No one has his phone. Does he even have a phone? I, didn't Obama have a program where, where all the fucking poor tards get phones? So I would assume he oh, got the, the, the tards get. Yeah, I think it was called the Affordable Phone Act. It I was, mean, if, yeah. <laughs> Obama if, uh, if Obama's giving <laughs> shit away, I'm guessing Dougie's going to be one of the first in line. <laughs> so uh, the question on everybody's mind, uh, did you vote for Trump? I actually did. You I, did. Uh, Not surprised. I voted for a Democrat or Republican in years. I usually go libertarian, but Gary Johnson uh, was barely a libertarian. And, I, you know... I feel why not vote for Trump, if anything, just for the goof, just to see what kind of horsefucker he happens. Hey, see, I didn't vote for Trump because I think the guy's an asshole. However, I agree with you. You, must, you didn't vote for Hillary, I'm sure. And I did. I did. I voted for Hillary. You really did abroad? Yeah, I think Hillary, I, mean, what, I think, I, I mean, honestly, I think Hillary would be better for the country. However, I think Trump will be funnier and more interesting because that dude, the next four years, there's a potential that he could start World War, World War Three. He could go to war with China. We might have to go into underground fucking communities and we'll grow a prehensile tail. Like, I mean, it's going to be the world's going to be a lot more interesting with Trump. I think Trump is way better for comedy. But I mean, my thinking is if I look at both of them, you know, even now I'm looking at all the shit they put out with Hillary and it's like. You know what no one's ever been doing? They'll say the Russians hacked into this and they cost the election. Maybe all the shit that the Russians exposed is what cost the election, not the fact that they did it. They just had to step in because our, our media won't actually do their jobs and investigate that kind of shit. Well, they have agenda. They're open by corporate. But you know about this. You're a Jew. Yeah, I think, I think part of it. Strings, so you were one of your uncles. I think, but you know what, though? I do find that really interesting that a lot of Republicans are, like, totally cool with Russia now. Like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, they, like, you know, interfered with our election. It's fine. Like, the no, Russians, we should be friends with them. I voted Trump, but I'm not a Republican. I'm still libertarian. So I think you should be cool with all countries, but stay out of any sort of entangling uh, alliances around the world. You know what I mean? Just don't, don't let your friends drag you into some shit that you ain't got no reason to be in. Well... It remains to be seen. However, that being said, Trump is comedy gold, and the next four years will be very entertaining. Mark my words. So did did anybody in your family, like when you go have Christmas dinner, does politics come up? Like in Thanksgiving, did politics come up? Um, we try not to let politics come up. I'm from a family of Democrats on, on my side. 
last year my fucking sister was just yammering on and on and she's one of those ones that claimed that she was moving to Canada if Trump got elected <laughs> and I told her to shut the fuck up she wasn't going anywhere as if that's ever and I told her happen. to change the subject and she kept on to talk about politics and I told her you got a choice either shut the fuck up or get the fuck out it's honestly we're at this point I don't want to deal with the nonsense that life the president of the United States isn't that fucking important. Whoever named him leader of the free world, no, nobody in the whole fucking world voted for him. <laughs> so everyone needs to settle down. It's a guy in a suit with a little flag on his lapel who has a house in D.C. and they write some shit on paper and we're all supposed to fucking piss our pants over it. I'm looking forward to another Cold War because uh, the movies that came out in the 80s were some of the best movies that we've had. So I'm thinking. Hey, I'm a Cold War veteran. I, yeah, uh, you know that. So you know, it, it's kind of good to have an enemy again. And like the the past like two decades, it's been like fucking some crazy Arabic dude, you know, with a you know fucking machine gun and riding on a camel. That's not a good enemy. I want a fucking country. I want a red state that we fucking like go to war with, and we have an arms race going on. And you know, get you back what, to how it a, was as a veteran against the war. Uh, I don't have an enemy just because they're from a country or, or I don't know about you, but we ain't going to war because I've fucking been down that road. Well, I'm not a huge fan of it over nonsense that neither one of us are going to benefit from. I'm th- you know what? I, mark my words. Someone's going to insult Trump's toupee or whatever the fuck he has on his head. And next thing you know, it's going to be a nuclear war. So we'll see. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to living underground. You know, although if you think about it, what's going to end up happening, if you look at Dr. Strangelove, they're going to select people based on genes, and I don't have the best genes. I'm short, kind of ugly, Jewish, and there's not much longevity in my family, so I'm probably not going to be able to breed when we live in our underground communities. But hey, you know, I don't know. You know, we all got limited time here, so, you know, have fun, try not to be an ass, but Whatever. I like your upliving, your uplifting, positive uh, Christmas message there, Martin. That's my message for the world. Try not to be an asshole. Try not to be an asshole. Smoke a lot of weed. All right. Well, dude, it's been nice chat with you. And uh, I'm still going to try to track down Dougie because I wouldn't mind getting him on uh, this ridiculous show. Um, Uh, Like I said, I think Facebook's your best option on finding Dougie. All right. You know, I should almost make a documentary, Finding Dougie. Be a very uh, inspirational, inspirational doc. That might, Maybe that might a work. Short story. I just told you where he is. He's parking cars at Meyer. <laughs> Pushing carts at the Meyer. Well, that works. All right, All right dude. Merry, Merry Christmas to you and your, uh, your, well, whatever you people celebrate as well. <laughs> I'm an atheist. I celebrate nothing. All right. Well, happy, happy holidays. Happy Christmas. And uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Just, yeah. got, just got off the phone with Martin. Um, he had a very uh, uplifting, positive message for the holidays. It's, it's don't be an asshole. Apparently, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm not surprised. You know, he voted for Trump. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a libertarian, but I think he voted for Trump for the shits and giggles because obviously the libertarian is going to get about 2% of the vote. So 
Uh, I, I think I did know that, but, uh, I mean, that's not really his ideology, but I, uh, between the two candidates that had a shot of winning that that's, I think who we voted for. Well, you know, that's the thing. I think, uh, for the voting for Trump, for the lulls, a lot of people did that, whether they'll regret it or not remains to be seen, but I can guarantee the next four years are going to be comedy gold. We have to wrap up this holiday show. Um, I'm going to end it with, uh, with a, a Christmas song. Have you, have you heard this? Have you heard the, uh, the, the song Mistletoe Bikini? No, I don't listen to me. I don't hear any of that, uh, that's, that kooky music. Well, Courtney Stodden, who's a reality TV star, she's like a young blonde girl. I forget how old she is. She's probably in her 20s. Uh-huh. She's a huge breast, huge titties. Like she's got big augmented titties. Uh, but the, the reason she's famous is because she married a 56-year-old actor named Doug Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I don't know, they, they did a reality show with her about it because she's like 20 or 19 or 20 and she married this 56-year-old geezer. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. recently she did a song called Mistletoe Bikini. And uh, she says it's a song about how she's always had a crush on Santa Claus ever since she was a little girl. And the song's lyrics kind of match the, uh, the video. You should watch the video. You probably can masturbate to the video. Uh, she says okay. some of the, uh, the innuendo-laden lines include, I really like the taste of your peppermint stick. You can slide down my chimney anytime, and I want to puff on your pipe all night. So that, that's no, the song. very, very filthy. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be Where a classic. Where were parents? Yeah, I, you know, I was wondering about that. And why would they let her marry some 56-year-old dude? It's weird. Yeah, that is very strange. It, it's, it's a that's strange bad thing. parenting when your daughter is being raised to want to suck on Santa's peppermint stick. That's yeah. just bad parenting. That, that is some bad parenting. Anyway, um, we're going to end the show here with uh, Mistletoe Bikini. I'm
channel, leave a message. Hey Santa, it's Courtney. Is Mrs. Claus there? Look, I know you're fat and all, but you can slide down my chimney anytime. Oh, and by the way, your daddy is fun. concludes part one of the sick and wrong holiday show spectacular people stay tuned for part two coming out next week uh steel and i talked to my brother and friend of the show jason dreyer about a christmas fisting story all right i want to wish everyone out there a merry christmas happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa happy festivus blah 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 i uh, will be back next week until then take it sleazy